Fort Payne Wildcats. And today I have the privilege of hosting uh, the first episode of Jefferson Sports Talk. Uh, today we have an exciting episode with Coach Elmore and a few of the football players, as well as Coach Nick Owens and some of his softball players. Uh, we might even get around to uh, checking out some of the guests here and interviewing them at Jefferson's. So stick around. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting-edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. Our first guest today is Coach Nick Owens, the head coach of the Lady Wildcat softball program, and as well as some of his softball players. Coach, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me on. Coach, how many years have you been at Fort Payne, and how many years have you been the head coach? Well, this is running into my ninth season as softball coach, but this is uh, year 22 for me at Fort Payne. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Fort Payne. And I'm extremely grateful for Coach uh, Ronnie Crabtree and Mr. Cunningham for giving me an opportunity 22 years ago to come back to my home, uh, be a head softball coach then, uh, and, and be a teacher. And I've been here for this amount of time. I hope I finish my career up here because this is home. Uh, it's where I've always wanted to be. And, uh, I you know, I love being a Wildcat. So. Absolutely. Well, in, the, in 2022, we put the turf in. We got it halfway through the season. Right. So last year was our first full season with the sure. turf. What benefits did you see in your program, and did it exceed your expectations? Uh, absolutely exceeded our expectations. You know, uh, every team that comes into Fort Payne is always complimentary of how well it looks, because it is. It's, it's one of the better-looking fields in the state, as well as the baseball field and the football field. Uh, but ultimately, the key aspect to our turf is we don't ever miss practice now. You know, I, I think you know as well as everybody else in this part of the state knows. Uh, February, and March, we get a lot of rain and a lot of cold, a lot of cold days. Uh, so that's eliminated those rainy days when we have to go inside for three weeks at a time. So that's the ultimate benefit. I feel like we get a leg up of on our competition 
but just not having to miss practice. Right, right. And, you know, the city's pitching in. They're, they're going to redo the complex. So we see the green turf being rolled that's out right. over there. So that's a super exciting time. Sure. How is having a turf complex going to benefit your program for the years to come? You know, I, I mentioned being born and raised here. So I was here the day that that complex was built. Um, you know, it was one of the premier places in the state to come to. Everybody wanted to come to Fort Payne, Alabama to play state baseball tournaments, softball tournaments, soccer tournaments. Everybody was here and for the late 80s and all through the 90s, it, it was the place to be. And as that place kind of deteriorated, you could tell the rec programs had started slimming down some. But I think uh, our city council and our mayor saw the vision that we saw and we're extremely grateful that they did see that vision to, to get that complex revitalized and it's going to be a great asset to us because as like you know the rec league is the backbone of our program so it's it's what we've got to have we want those homegrown kids and it starts in the rec programs and it gives them a place to call home and, and be proud of and show up and play and compete and we and i think it'll draw in high level of competition to our town once again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it definitely will. I know last year you had another successful season. I mean, you keep stacking successful season on successful season. Made a great run uh, towards the end of the year, especially in the region tournament. Uh, faced a very tough Athens team, one of the sure. best teams in the state, and you were toe-to-toe, -to -toe, I think, went extra innings yes, with them that's right. that day. So I know that day you were super proud, but all throughout the year you had to be very proud of the way your girls competed. You know, I always feel like we have a young team. I, I, it just seems to be the words that come out of my mouth every single year. We got a young team, we got a young team, and we did have a young team with some, with some veterans mixed in. And, and sure, yeah, Athens, great ball team. We, we had a heavyweight match with them. Uh, came up on the short end of the stick, but our girls fought their guts out in that game. Um, you know, competing in 6A, like you know, Coach Elmore knows and every other coach at Fort Payne High School, it, it's a daunting task. Mm -hmm. You play the best of the best. There's no cupcakes when it comes time for regionals. You show up to regionals and there is eight teams there. Well, four of them's won a state championship in the past eight years. Right. So you got to strap it on. So you got to prepare for that moment throughout the whole season. You've got to go out and find the toughest competition that you can find. And these girls stepped up to the challenge like they always do. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of them, uh, you know, because that's all we ask of them. You go out and give us everything that you've got and you're going to be rewarded at the end of the year. Win, lose, or draw, you're going to be rewarded by your by your play and your tenacity and just getting after it on the field, and they were. Right, right. And I know one of the biggest components that made your backbone was the senior A.J. Kramer. Sure. Uh, give us an update. She's a big D1 signing. Give us an yep, update on right, A.J., where right. she ended up and how she's doing. So uh, A.J.'s at UAB. Uh, spoke with her this morning. Uh, she's, uh, you know, uh, working out every morning at 6.30 a.m. Uh, got a bullpen session. We got batting practice. Got the works going on right now. They start the fall season in September. Uh, obviously, you, you start thinking as a coach, how are you going to replace this player? Right. But, you know, that's the great thing. We, we have that question as a coaching staff every single year. How are you going to replace this player? Because we always seem to have these players we've got to replace. And I guess I look at it this way. I'm thankful that we get to ask that yeah, question. Absolutely. Because if we're not asking that question, uh, it, it's a problem, yeah. I guess. So, you know, it's like the girls that we have here tonight. They, they've worked hard in the weight room. They, they buy into what we're doing. They buy into being a Fort Payne Wildcat. They mm -hmm. buy in. 
And, and so we're going to keep moving forward and uh, and have the next A.J. Kramer hopefully this year step up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and be excited for it. Yeah. And speaking of the girls, I see you brought a couple. Can you tell us who you brought with you today? Yes, sir. Uh, these are returning starters from last year. We got senior Jocelyn Armstrong and we got junior uh, Bailey Green. Well, we hit the weight room hard this summer. We went three days a week to lift and run. And this fall, we're hitting and we're lifting, and we're also doing a new throwing program to help us with our form and improve our skills. And what has this program meant to you? Corbin softball has not only given me amazing friends and great memories, but it has also taught me many life lessons that I'll get to carry on for the rest of my life. What are y'all's goals for this season? My goals for my senior year is to make amazing memories and just do my best that we can. My goals are to have fun, win a couple, and make some memories. Thank y'all. That, that was perfect. <laughs> for coming coach thank you for coming being yeah. our first guest on the jefferson sports talk show this year uh guys we'll be right back after this short commercial break Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. I'm here with Coach Willingham of the Collinsville Panthers. Tell us about your game last Friday. Well, it was a jamboree game. We played uh, uh, Pleasant Valley a half, uh, Varsity and a half with JB, and then Pleasant Valley played Host Bluff a half at Varsity and uh, JB, and then we played Host Bluff after that. But uh, it was what we needed. They were real physical teams, and uh, we played really good. We, played, we beat uh, Pleasant Valley 14 7, and then we uh, tied in the Varsity half with. Uh, Post plus 77, and they scored one in the JV. That sounds like a pretty good good night and everything. Uh, are you guys hopeful for the season? We've got, we've got high expectations, we sure do. Uh, got a lot of kids coming back and some new kids that moved in. And, uh, you know, we played Gelsville this week for the first, the first regular season game. And, uh, you know, we, we had a great summer, and, and we've had a good fall, and... Uh, we're ready to play those guys and uh, see what happens. I 
see you brought some of your teammates in it, or well, your team and stuff. Yeah, we've got a spirit night here tonight, oh. and uh, we, we get a proceeds of everything here at Jefferson's, and uh, you know, I've got a, a good bunch here with me tonight. Well, I'm hoping that y'all have a great team, and well, it looks like you got a good team, and I hope you guys have a great season and stuff. Okay, thank you. Thanks You're for welcome. having me. Thank y'all for coming out. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. Welcome back to the Jefferson Sports Talk uh, Show. I'm now joined with head football coach Chris Elmore. Uh, coach, uh, obviously not the way we wanted last week to start with a tough loss. Sometimes that happens when you have a quality opponent that you choose to start the year with. But even the way that the team adjusted and competed throughout the rest of the entire game, you had to be proud of that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, you, you never want to lose. You never want to lose to a rival. You never want to lose a game when, when there's a trophy on the line. But you play enough games and you play enough sports you're gonna lose some every now and then and unfortunately we we did but but we were extremely proud of the fact we had um been easy to uh kind of lay down and quit at halftime or point fingers or blame each other or whatever it may be and and, and we never really saw any of that out of any of our players and they just kind of kept the uh kept making plays and, 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 and found a way to get ourselves back in the ball game uh, in a ball game we probably didn't need to be in, but we had a chance to win there at the end. Um, and, and like I said, probably at halftime, it looked like they were playing the stadium, but we, we, we had no chance. So uh, we were proud of them for at least getting themselves back in the game and, and making plays. And it was all our players. Our players made some adjustments at halftime that we gave them, but, but they, we just came out and played better and did, and did, did better things and uh, made plays when we needed to. And hopefully we can build off that. It's disappointing to lose that game. It always will be, but, but it was uh, it was exciting to watch us you know compete to the very end. and. Uh, and, and play to the final whistle. Yeah, absolutely. And I know one of your biggest pushes here the last couple of years is really the student involvement in our uh, athletic programs, and you have several initiatives to get students there. It seemed like we had a huge crowd Friday night. I think the community showed up, the students showed up. What does that mean to you as the football coach to see people showed up that excited for week one? Yeah, I wish we'd have you know, done something to make them excited to come back again. Uh, hopefully the, the excitement of the game will bring them back, not, not us losing, but... Uh, I think we, we sold more season tickets this year and more student season tickets than we ever have. Uh, uh, we discounted the prices a little bit, but the idea was, you know, we're not necessarily trying to make a bunch of money. We're just trying to, to get people in the stadium. And, and I think we, get, we did that uh, Friday. And 
Uh, you know, the other team brought a big crowd too and, and had a big crowd over there. So it was, you know, it's really what you want, you know, high school sports to be about, which is big crowds on both sides, supportive crowds. And, you know, unfortunately, one, one side's going to ha- go home happy in a deal like that, and, and they did. But uh, I thought it was a good environment and a good place to, to watch a game. And it was a really exciting game. So, you know, hopefully something that people will, will, will want to come back and watch more of as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've heard you talk to the team several times, obviously, and you addressed it with, you know, when you lose, you can still learn from it. And there's got to be certain takeaways. What are the biggest takeaways you want this team to, to, you know, kind of implement the rest of the year that we learn from Friday night? Yeah, somebody way smarter than me said one time, you either win or you learn. I can't remember who that was, but um, I think there's a lot of truth in that. You've got to learn in every opportunity. And, and you know, we, we continue to talk about on a daily basis that we have got to control what we can control. And, and um, something we, we, we spent a lot of time talking about in the offseason, a lot of time in, in fall camp talking about it. And we'll continue to talk about it. And I think the goal is is that uh, we uh, hopefully continue to learn those lessons in, in wins and losses. Uh, and we continue to move forward. And I think everybody's goal is you know, how good a team can we have uh, at the end of the season. Hopefully we're in the playoffs and how good a team can we have at the end of the season because at the end of the day, that's really what you're, you're basing your season off of, in my opinion, is uh, what what can you do when, when the, the season's on the line, playoff games, whatever it is, how good, how good can you play? Uh, everybody wants to win every game. Everybody would love to go 10-0, but it's more important to me, and I think it's more important to our players and our coaches, is to see how good we can get by November. Uh, and hopefully this, this game will, will give us some things to work on. I know it will. And, and we've came back this week and handled the right way, and, and hopefully we'll continue to improve each week. Yeah, absolutely. I see you brought four guys with you uh, this week. Can you introduce those for us and tell them kind of how chosen to be here? who's right next to me, our quarterback, and right next to him is Brandon Oliver, one of our receivers, and then Connor Hughes, our kicker, uh, and then Will Patton, one of our offensive defensive linemen. Uh, we brought two offensive guys this week. We had co-offensive players of the week, and, and honestly, we probably could have had about five guys that could have won the award. Caden uh, uh, Dubo's had a great game. Uh, uh, Nolan Fowler had a tremendous game. Uh, so did Blake Griggs, along with several other guys on offense. But Dax had a tremendous game, had over 450 yards passing, uh, four touchdowns, were in for another one. Um, and then Brandon had a tremendous game as well, had eight catches and two touchdowns, and really uh, made some really key plays in the fourth quarter that just gave us an opportunity. I think if he didn't make those plays in the fourth quarter, uh, it never gets as close as it did. So, um, you know, he, he gave us a chance there at the end to possibly win the game. And then Connor had a tremendous game in the kicking force. You know, he scored that many times in that close a game. Every point's valuable, and he made every PAT. And he made his field goal that we attempted. I mean, he did even better. We, he did probably have exceeded our expectations on kickoffs. Kicked on the end zone four times. Uh, pinned him back deep all, all night, which we got to hopefully it's something we'll continue to do throughout the season. And then had two tremendous onside kicks. You know, the first one was my fault. We didn't, we didn't cover that in practice like we should have. And, and I didn't know that we had the ball had hit the ground, but he executed it perfectly. And then the one at the end of the game um, was outstanding as well. I mean, it was perfect. It was just, the guy made a good play and recovered it. We were very close to getting that one as well. And then Will uh, Patton won our Mr. Dependable Award for the week, and, and uh, he fits that with the uh, never misses, always there, always working hard, willing to play offense and defense and play as much as we want to play. Never gets to see, never gets tired, never complains about having to play too much. And uh, just kind of one of the guys we want to kind of start doing that award this year. And, he was the first guy I thought of because I thought if there's anybody that, that represents dependability, it's, it's him. And, uh, and he did a great job for us all night on offense and defense. So four, four really good young men and four really good players for us as well. Yeah, right, absolutely.
that is Coach Winston over 450 yards coming out in week one. I think that says a lot about the way you prepared in the offseason, the way the receivers work with you in the O-line as well. You know, I've heard Coach Elmore say before, it takes 11 people to have an elite passing attack that we did on Friday night. And so I, I know that that means a lot to you guys. But we fell behind so early, and I know the points started stacking up against us. And I know as offense you had to feel at some time the pressure that you had to be perfect. How did you guys just keep the right mindset and not let that pressure affect the way you played? Uh, it just came our confidence, our ability to trust in one another, to have that chip on our shoulder, kind of get small there that we could count on each other and we could go do it. We kind of took the mindset of just one possession at a time. And Coach Owen always talks about doing um, doing the little things right and doing them uh, well and over and over. And that's just, we just want to do our job. And just over and over, we knew that we could stack that up and we could count on each other and uh, just go score. Yeah, I know it's been it's tough and it's hard to kind of get past it, but what's kind of been the mindset in the locker room this week is we put that behind us and move to a very good Adelaide team. Uh, just do it again. Just uh, go out there and do the same thing. You know, as much as we like to talk about the stats or the 51 points, we still lost the game. And even though the stats kind of the points were great, tomorrow it starts back zero to zero. And we got to be able to go to that again every week. And I think, you know, number one, our own goal is to win the state championship. But number two for me offensively is just being consistent. Uh, I want to be the team that week in, week out, and we can just do what we do against Scottsboro every week. And we expect that of each other. We know we can, we're capable of that. So tomorrow we just got to go do that. So the mindset is just preparing for every while that we're going to do the same thing as Scottsboro that we did them. And just you know, really never being satisfied. Just always want to get better, even though we put up a lot of points. There's little things we can still fix and continue to get better at. Them. So that's what we attack this week. Absolutely, Brandon. I know, you know, Coach mentioned it, eight receptions over 100 yards, two huge touchdowns. It seemed like when the game, the further the game went on, the better you got, you know, and I wish we had a pedometer we could have put on now. There's no telling how many miles. It felt like you probably ran. I know you had to be exhausted, right, at the end of the game? Yes, sir. I felt like I just, I left it all out on the field. I emptied the tank, and especially in that fourth quarter, I felt like I just, I left it all out and just, did all I could. Yeah, let's go through that kind of last possession. You know, Dax rolls out, finds you down the field. You make a contested catch, you know, in the middle of uh, several defenders uh, for a 44-yard gain. And then the coach goes right back, calls your number again on a vertical route to kind of put us in a, in a position that we had the onside kick and we could have won. So going to that last catch, you know, what was going through your mind? You just said, I'm just going to take over this game towards the end. Well, throughout the week at practice, we always talk about just do your job. And that's really what I was trying to do. I was just trying to run my routes, get open, and the ball kind of found me. Yeah, and I know you kind of already mentioned about you emptied the tank. I think one thing that symbolizes that, and I don't know that a lot of people saw it um, during the game, but I know after the game watching on film, you just kind of laid in the end zone on your back and just tossed the ball. It's like you had definitely emptied the tank. And I think that symbolized the way our whole team played. You know, right up until the very end, just let it all go. And so I think, you know, everybody took notice of that. And Connor Coach has already mentioned it. You know, you were clutch for us. A lot of people don't realize how big it is when you kick off into the end zone and allow the defense to start on the 20. Uh, they have to go 80 yards to score. You know, something that we've taken for granted here for a long time, and you just kind of continued that. Um, so what? how were you able to focus? I know you kicked last year, so maybe that played into it. Like I, I mentioned today, so y'all had to score. Your points were huge, the so three points before half and then your extra points. How were you able just to focus and maintain that composure knowing that every point was that crucial? Well, I try not to really think about it. I know that the guys up front will give me enough time to kick the ball off. I know the snap will come in and it will be a good hold from Dax. 
So I just go up there and just kick it like I do every other kick. Just try not to think about the points, just kick, kick another good ball. Yeah, right, and you did that for sure. And Will, Coach already mentioned Mr. Dependable, and I don't think there's probably anybody in the locker room that, you know, that represents more than you. And I think, you know, you played a lot last year, different side of the ball. Um, do you think your experience of playing last year kind of, I know you've had to be that steady force on offense to kind of calm everybody down, especially on the O-line, just the calm force to go, hey, let's just be steady. Do you think your experience from last year played a huge role in that? Uh, for sure. It's, you get out there and it's really easy to get lost in the game, lost in the rhythm of the game, looking at the score, what the other team's telling you, what the guys are saying to the other team. And, He's got to sit in there and keep playing. Um, it, it definitely did help. Sure. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, last year we finished 8-3, and three, so we've had some, you know, tough losses before. You've experienced that. So what has kind of been your mindset? And as you've talked to the guys in the locker room that maybe haven't gone through that before, so we've had some guys that haven't played uh, to kind of say, hey, this is how we handle a difficult loss. This is how we move forward to a very good Edward team. Um, I mean, first of all, you got to just put it past you. It's over. Not much you can do about it after, as long as you give effort, you can't really dwell on it. And then uh, learn from your mistakes. Uh, just go back, watch film, fix it Monday, and then start prepping for Edwall, and hopefully do the same thing again. Just try to score and do our thing. It'll work. Right, right. Well, guys, congratulations on the awards you won this week, and thank you for coming out uh, tonight. You guys, we'll be right back. We'll finish up with Coach Elmore. Builder Supply Company has been serving the Fort Payne community and surrounding areas for over 50 years. We have been providing materials and supplies for all sizes of projects. Builder Supply Company is family owned and operated. We have a friendly and helpful staff with locations in Fort Payne, Sylvania and Scottsburg. Builder Supply wishes all of our area teams a great season. Shop at Builder Supply Company for quality and service that you can build with. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1965, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Go Wildcats! Passion, community, and the love for the game. That's what Southern Properties and Wildcat Football are all about. At Southern Properties, we don't just sell homes, we support dreams. Rooted in Fort Payne, just like you, Southern Properties is your local real estate partner. Utilizing cutting edge technology, we make finding your dream home seamless and exciting. Join us in celebrating the community spirit. Support Wildcat Football with Southern Properties. From Southern Properties. And uh, we just had the players of the week. Guys, welcome back to Jefferson Sports Talk. I'm, I'm still here with Coach Chris Elmore, the Fort Payne Wildcats. Uh, we just finished up talking to the players of the week, and now we're going to kind of transition to, to Etowah. Coach, I know that um, part of your job is to, to teach from last week the things that we got to learn and the takeaways we got to have for it, but we also got to prepare for 
the upcoming opponent. There's not a lot of time to sit around and think about it. And so got a very good Etowah team that we're taking on tomorrow. So how have you kind of handled that, and what can we expect from that team tomorrow? Yeah, I think that maybe the hardest game there is to kind of turn the page on is after that game one. Uh, you know, once you kind of get in the routine of the season, you get used to kind of putting the game Friday to bed, you know, come up Saturday and go go work on the next one. But uh, that first game, you, you put so much into it all summer, uh, it, it's easy to kind of dwell on it, especially when you don't win. So uh, we try to put that behind us as quickly as we could Monday with the kids and, and, and obviously fast forward to, to the Etowah because we, we do have to completely get focused on them immediately. Um, uh, it's another, it's another, you know, typical Etowah team. Very talented, uh, very, very big uh, offensive and defensive lineman. Very talented at quarterback. Very talented at receiver. Um, so, you know, we don't have the luxury of sitting back and, and, and worrying about last week. Because if we do, we'll, it'll be even, it'll be even a worse experience for us this, this Friday night. So, uh, I think we've done a good job, though. I feel like, I feel like Monday was a tough day. We had some lightning in the area, and it was just not a very good. Uh, day four practice, we got a little bit done, but, but since Monday we had two or three pretty good days of prep, and uh, I think the guys have put it behind them, and, and they, they're not thinking about it anymore, and, and they're focused on on this team. But it, it will be a big challenge, and Etowah presents uh, lots of problems on both sides of the ball, and uh, we're going to have to be uh, at the top of our game to, to be able to stay in the ball game and have a chance to win. Right, you kind of already mentioned some of the the key players they have, but on offense. Um, you know, kind of go through who we got to look for and stop, and defensively, who are the ones you're most concerned about? Yeah, the uh, you know the quarterback Jamison Sisson, who I think was the, the ace on their baseball team, and the, they won the state championship last year. And he played a little bit for them last year at quarterback at times, and also play receiver. But he very talented athlete, uh, can throw it really well, uh, very elusive, and they're obviously going to run. You know just like we do too, but, but they're going to kind of run 95% of their offense through him. He's going to be the main guy that makes it work. And, um, you know, we're going to have to be very sound defensively tackling and, and containing him uh, and not allowing him to get around. And, you know, what worries me, I guess, the most against a guy like that is him uh, not only making making plays on schedule, making normal plays, but sometimes he can create uh, even bigger plays when he scrambles around and, uh, and gets people out of coverage. And uh, I think sometimes people think that's a, a slight to somebody, uh, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's just the mark of a good player. A good player can can extend plays at quarterback and can make things happen when the original play breaks down. And, uh, you know, uh, he definitely can do that. And we're going to have to be very good on defense to be able to, uh, to contain him. And then, you know, on their defense, it's it's really you know not necessarily just one player. They they've got some they've got some really good defensive linemen. It's really just their their scheme that concerns us more than anything. Uh, Coach uh, Matt Glover's been there now since his second year, and he, he, people that know football know that he was at Clay Chalkwell for several years as a defensive coordinator. And uh, they just they're they're the typical uh, they're the, the epitome of what people call multiple in defense. So they you just never know what they're going to do. They're going to be in a four man front one play and a three man front the next. They're going to they're going to blitz one linebacker this play, and then they're going to, they're going to blitz both of them or none the next. Or they might drop a defensive end in coverage. Uh, and then the secondary, sometimes the corners are playing down low and hard. Sometimes they're bailing and the safeties are playing low. So it's just a lot to kind of prepare for, and, and we really just had to kind of focus on, you know, kind of cliche a little bit, but really focus on us and make sure our kids are comfortable with what we do because, you know, we're not going to know where they're going to be and what they're going to do and, and, and what stunt they're running. Um, and we've just got to trust our rules. And, 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 you know, when you play something like that, you know, they're going to get you sometimes. They're going to make some plays, and they're going to create some confusion. And, and uh, you know, I tried to tell Dax a little bit earlier today, the biggest thing with him and his position is he's got to keep us patient early in the game, and he's got to keep us focused on uh, not uh, getting frustrated if bad things happen because they are going to create, they're going to create some, some, some confusion sometimes, and they're going to be in some guys in some different spots. And, 
you know, we just gotta we gotta hopefully settle into the game and and, and keep playing and keep plugging along and hopefully as the game goes on we'll make more plays. But um, it, it'll be a big challenge containing the quarterback and it'll be a big challenge on offense, uh, just trying to figure out you know uh, who's blitzing, who's not blitzing, where the coverage is, and all that sort of thing. And uh, it, it'll be a lot different ball game than last week where we kind of knew what to expect, you know, how Scottsboro would play and where they would be. Uh, it's going to be completely different. Tonight and we're going to have to. You know, uh, be very, be very thorough on what we do throughout the game. Right, right. And this is the first time we go on the road this year. Going to Italo, getting on the bus, going down there. Traditionally, a pretty difficult place to play. How big is it that we bring the city of Fort Payne with us to have the support? Yeah, I hope we have a big crowd. I mean, we, you know, went down there a couple years ago and had a big crowd and, and uh, great, great high school football game a couple years ago. We got, we got down early. Just speaking of what I was talking about, we got down early and, and it was bad early and like I said, we did nothing and we hung in there and kept playing. And, back and had a great win on the road in front of a big road crowd. I thought it was a great crowd over that night and uh, hopefully we'll see the same tomorrow and uh, you know it's a, it's not a long drive obviously and everybody knows where that stadium is. We've played Fort Payne and Edwell, played a bunch of games in that stadium over the years and uh, there's been a lot of good games over that stadium over the years between Fort Payne and Edwell. I, I expect probably no different tomorrow night. I think uh, it's their home opener and, and they're going to be ready to go and, and coming off a loss like, like we are. Uh, they, they'll be excited about the game and, and, hope, and I'm sure they'll have a big crowd being their first home game and uh, hopefully we'll have a big uh, crowd travel down there and, and support these guys because, uh, like we mentioned earlier, even though it didn't go our way last week, uh, the effort was phenomenal and the uh, and, and hopefully that will con continue to be kind of contagious not only amongst our players but hopefully the, the entire uh, student body and fan base. Right, right. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us yep. tonight. Thanks guys, that will wrap us up on the first episode of Jefferson Sports Talk. Make sure you join us right here next week, same time.